0: Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory Glory to thee, Lord Christ. Christ. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered, Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. What does it mean to follow Jesus? If we invite people to come and see, do they see the kingdom? What is the role of prayer and evangelism? These are the questions that surrounded me as I encountered the text this week. Jesus comes to Galilee and he finds Philip. He says, follow me. So we ask, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Jesus has found all of you. You have met Jesus or you would not be here. Because you have met him, he has invited you to follow him. How have you responded? Some of you may have responded like Philip and immediately left up to find others to join in this great journey. Some of the rest of us are a little more like Nathaniel, wanting to know a little more about this guy we are being asked to follow. This is the passage that concludes the introduction of John's Gospel we come to the end of the names that John has used for Jesus. John began with the word and the light in the prologue. Then John the Baptist adds, Lamb of God, God's chosen one. John's disciple Andrew contributes rabbi and messiah. And now today we are here added the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about in the very human description, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And then we hear the son of God, the king of Israel, and finally, the son of man. John will go on to describe in his gospel seven miracles, seven signs that demonstrate that Jesus truly is all of these things. And he'll tell us of the seven times that Jesus speaks directly and reveals who He is in the great I Am statements. And we'll spend the rest of this year walking through Mark's gospel as Mark describes the way that the disciples and we come to know Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God. Each of the Gospels has a story to tell. The story of the encounter with Christ. And each of us has a gospel to share. The story of our own encounter with Jesus. How do you describe the Jesus that you follow? Once we come to an understanding of who Jesus is and why we would want to follow him, we must ask again, what does it mean To follow Jesus. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus makes various statements about the difficulty of discipleship. The sacrifice that faith requires. The total change, even in the way that we keep score and measure success. Paul writes to Corinth about the way that following Christ means giving up what is considered normal in the civic culture, centered around the temples to the various gods and the imperial cult. He concludes with a statement that summarizes what it means to follow Jesus. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Ultimately, following Jesus means no longer being in control. Now, if we've come this far, we have to finally ask, Okay, but how do I follow Jesus? You know, we don't have the same advantage as Philip and Nathaniel to have the flesh and blood, Jesus standing before us, teaching and leading. We do have scripture and prayer. These are very good and very necessary. But ultimately, the journey of discipleship is made in community with others. We begin to learn to follow Jesus by finding someone who is following him and joining in. It's as simple as and as difficult as that. But how do we recognize those that are truly following Jesus? Their whole way of life is the way of love and peace, healing, and reconciliation. That is what Jesus did. And that is what those who follow him still do. They live the way of love, peace, healing, and reconciliation. Now, I think there are a lot of people who like Nathaniel are searching and waiting to encounter Jesus and follow him and if we invite people to come and see do they see the kingdom this is the challenge of post-Christian culture our culture is not naive people have heard about Jesus and sadly they have not found him in the church that bears his name. They may even echo what Nathaniel says and ask, can anything good come of the church? One commentator on this passage wrote, people prejudge the church without actually getting to know it, but the church also must ask itself whether it has failed to offer people reasons why they should come and see. Does the church thoughtfully offer people a coherent vision of life? Or does it offer a mixture of entertainment, pop psychology, and superficial spirituality that satisfies in the short term, but leaves people empty when the difficult questions and problems of life arise? If we are convinced that Christian faith holds the truth about human life, then we must, in all earnestness, show people how that truth makes sense and is embodied in our own lives, both as individuals and as communities. See, if we're to invite people to come and see, does not begin with an invitation to come to church. It begins with an invitation into ourselves, into what Jesus has done and is doing in me. Like the Samaritan woman at the well We must be willing to show the ways that Jesus has revealed truth about us, even the truths we would rather deny. But Jesus did not reveal these truths about us in harsh judgment, but in love. And Jesus walks with us in healing. The invitation to come and see is the invitation to let others see the love, peace, healing, and reconciliation in ourselves as we follow Jesus. The next invitation is to come and see Jesus as he leads you in your daily life, in your home and in your neighborhood. And then finally, we can invite people to come and see Jesus in the community of the church. This sounds like hard work and it is. It is work that depends on prayer, So now let us explore what this passage can tell us about the role of prayer in sharing the good news. As we look at the interaction between Nathanael and Jesus, one ray of reading brings us into the life of prayer. The phrase Jesus uses about seeing Nathanael under the fig tree immediately strikes us as odd. It's certainly not a phrase we hear often in 21st century conversation. We might simply write it off to the fig. To Nathaniel finding a quiet, shady spot to rest. But to me, the phrase seems most likely to be an idiom or a cultural reference. Some interpreters think that under the fig tree refers to the place where rabbi taught, where rabbis taught. But that seems a stretch to me in this passage. The meaning that makes the most sense to me in the context of this passage is to see under the fig tree as a euphemism for prayer. So let's see how this reads. Jesus sees Nathaniel and declares, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. And Nathaniel responds, How do you know me? Jesus replies, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Before Philip called you while you were praying, I saw you. Jesus, in the fullness of divinity, and the fullness of humanity, spoke an absolute truth with absolute love. Just for a moment, picture the discomfort and relief of being fully known and fully loved. This is the way of encounter with Jesus in prayer. We may not always be aware of this as we pray, but St. Paul assures us that deep within our soul, at the very core of our being, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us in ways that are too deep for words. This is the very heart of prayer, the heart of contemplative prayer, the heart of abiding prayer. As our minds follow our hearts into the soul, where we join our prayer with the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Where we are indeed fully known and fully loved. We respond much like Nathaniel in awe and adoration Jesus, teacher, you are indeed my God and my King. And Jesus responds to Nathaniel You believe because I said that I know you and saw you in your prayer, but you will see even greater things. You will see the heavens torn open. You will see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus promises that the heavens are torn open. The barrier between man and God is removed. And then Jesus uses an image from Genesis. As Jacob dreams and sees the ladder into the heavens. And angels ascending and descending and proclaims, This is the gate of heaven. This is the house of God. Jesus Will later proclaim, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the gate of heaven. And Paul describes the work of the Holy Spirit as making us, making our very bodies temples of the living God. I am the house of God. We will pray in a few minutes that in the Eucharist, Jesus will dwell in us and we in him. Greater things indeed. These greater things are not for us alone. Just as the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, the Spirit is interceding for all people. Consider the people that you know, those who are in need of healing, peace, of love and reconciliation. People in need of encountering the Messiah. As you pray and you come into that place of awe and wonder, that place where the Spirit makes intercession, ask to join the Spirit in interceding for others. Ask to pray the prayer that the Holy Spirit is already praying for those people Join that prayer. See, Philip's invitation to Nathaniel depends on prayer. Our invitation to others to come and see the one you are seeking, whether you know it or not, depends on prayer. Like Philip and Nathaniel, we are still today found by Jesus and invited to follow him. Praise be to God. And we are called to invite others to come and see. We are drawn to spend time under the fig tree, to spend time in prayer where we are fully known and fully loved and where we intercede for others, that they may also encounter Jesus and know, and know that they too are fully known and fully loved. So I invite you to come to this table to this place of encounter, this place of invitation. I invite you to be found and called. I invite you to come and see. I invite you to be known and loved, to rest and abide in Christ. And then being illumined by word and sacrament, May you shine with the radiance of Christ's glory so that those around you may know and worship and follow him through your example and through your prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.